I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 241. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This was one of those weeks when studying large chunks of Scripture Reading outside resources and doing word studies just wasn't going to happen. But meditating on 11 verses of scripture, a gut-wrenchingly honest yet spiritually challenging song, meditating on an 11-verse song paired with this week's song, Satisfied in You by the Sing Team, well, even in a crazy week, there are habits and truths that can really make an impact on the way you think. I can't wait to share with you what I discovered while giving you the tools to do the same. But first, let's listen. As a deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you. And when I behold your glory, you so faithfully renew, like a pampers for my fainting flood. I am satisfied in you. I mentioned that this week was a crazy week for me, and I could go into a litany of all of the meetings and school functions that weighed down on me this week. But I want you to consider you. What is the perfect storm week for you? The kind where you have no margin and the kids toilet papering your house might just shoot you straight over the edge. Oh, wait, that's that's me again. <laughs> All right, but seriously, I hope you don't live in a constant state of overwhelm, but I do know that it comes in seasons. You know, I have a friend that, that moved uh, recently, and her household and her schedule and everything was in a constant state of flux, transition, or disarray for a while. And some of you are managing sickness or pain or depression, big projects at work, children, spouses, friends, in-laws, businesses, classes, addictions, broken relationships, not to mention the internal stress that we place on ourselves, our expectations that we place on ourselves, or even when we carry bitterness and unforgiveness. Now, you can make your own list. These can all work together, though, to keep you from the very words of God that bring life and peace to your life. And the words that bring you to the feet of a father who cares for you in the midst of the crazy, a father who's been there for you and will continue to walk beside you, who loves you just like you are, but loves you too much to leave you like you are. And I'm here to say that even in your perfect storm week, there are ways to remain in communion with the Lord and his word. So here are the bites that I use this week 
because I had no margin. And BITE for me stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. They are the simple habits I use to keep my time in God's Word varied and effective. And I'm constantly on the lookout for new ideas. So unbelievably, in a week where I finished it and said, wow, I'm still breathing and my family and friends haven't completely disowned me. I stumbled across a new bite that I actually used this week to help me. Now, the first bite is to read in context. And when it comes to the Psalms, that means merely just read the entire Psalm. And I think there, of course, is a benefit to meditating on a few verses at a time, but never ever outside of the context of the whole. So even if I'm drawn to meditate on a few verses, I want to do it in the context of the whole psalm. The next bite is to meditate on scripture. And this just means stop and think about what you're reading. Roll it around in your mind a bit. Ponder it. Think about it as you're driving to work. Uh, There are times in the Hebrew where meditate can actually be translated sing. And with this powerful song by the sing team this week, we truly can sing this psalm and meditate on it. So even if the only way you meditate on it is to kind of play the song on repeat, that will be very helpful this week. And this is where my new bite comes in. I'm going to call it one word and I'll introduce it further in a minute. Repetition is another powerful bite through meditation and repeatedly meditating on this psalm this week. Um, At the beginning of the week, of of Monday of last week, I was seeing some things in these 11 verses, but when I meditated on it and I repeatedly meditated on it, by the end of the week, uh, I was seeing something completely different because meditating on scripture changed the way I think. But more importantly, it brought me to a new desire for a more intimate relationship with God. So let's go ahead and dive into Psalm 42, and it starts out like this. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Now, I remember singing this psalm as a child. Uh, I guess we kind of sang it in the King James Version because there were a lot of ifs and these. It said, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. And the thing is that I knew that song outside of the context of the entirety of the psalm, right? I, I knew those verses because it was in a song. And maybe as a child, I didn't even realize that they were in Psalm 42, but I definitely didn't realize that they were connected to what comes next. And so meditating on the entire Psalm this week has brought it all out in a new light. And I challenge you to do the same. Now, by the way, this isn't the first time I've done a podcast on Psalm 42. Back in episode 192, we used Casting Crown's Oh My Soul to head over to Psalm 42. I did read over my notes this week, and remarkably, God has taken me to a completely different place with these 11 verses. So what does come next after our soul thirsts for the living God? Well, in verse 3, it says, My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? So the first part sounds very worshipful, and it brings back many memories of crying out to God in worship, thirsting for God. But when the psalmist wrote it, he was obviously in a very dark place. This psalm's like a roller coaster. It goes from highs to lows and back again. So the longing and the thirsting, I interpret as a high. The tears are obviously a low. And here's another high, verse 4. These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. 
All right, then another low back to high. Verse five, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And then down, up, down. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All of your waves and breakers have swept over me. Back to up. Verse 8, by, the, by day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Back down. Verse 9, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? And then this psalmist brings this roller coaster into the station in verse 11. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So as I read this psalm every day, sometimes multiple times a day, like in the morning and in the afternoon, I mean, it was 11 verses. Even in a crazy week, I could handle it. First, a few key areas jumped out at me. Uh, Second, I had to make a few decisions about how I was going to interact with it this week. And then third, life. Life happened. (laughs) And I was, what I was pondering in God's scripture uh, fit right into the circumstances of my life. And it even impacted how I prayed for someone that I love. So let's take those three areas and, and dive in. Let's take the parts that jumped out at me first. Let's start with the beginning verses, verse one and two, as the deer pants for streams of water. So my soul pants for you, my God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? And as I considered these verses this week, I had to ask myself, do I pant for God? Do I thirst for him like this? In 1948, A.W. Tozer writes, For it is not mere words that nourish the soul, but God himself. And unless and until the hearers find God in personal experience, they are not the better for having heard the truth. You know, I want to find God in personal experience, but sometimes I've remained remained satisfied with the study instead of the very real person, the very presence of God. But the psalmist, within the breast of the psalmist, is a deep longing for God himself. I want that thirst. I want that profound desire to go and meet with God. So I began to pray that God would give me this longing, a longing that I don't believe matches the depth of longing that I see here in this psalm. All right, so the next part that jumped out at me was verse 4. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Well, if you've been a longtime listener, then I hope you've heard this from me before, but remembering is a consistent theme throughout Scripture. God establishes festivals and stones of remembrance and is constantly reminding His people of His character revealed in history and is constantly calling them to remember. So when I read the words, I remember, I couldn't help but feel a twinge of conviction. You know, while we cry out to God with our current needs and desires, he calls us also in the midst of that to remember. So what did the psalmist remember? Well, he remembered a time of corporate worship. Isn't that interesting? Uh, A balm for his soul was remembering a time when he would go to church with joy and praise with other worshipers. 
And then I realized that the psalmist was obviously dealing with seasons of life. This was obviously not one of those seasons where he was experiencing this joyful corporate worship time. Uh, I sometimes get stuck in season changes. You know, I can't rejoice in what God is doing right in front of me because it looks different from what he's done before. And this particular verse actually speaks to my heart very specifically. I've changed churches throughout life for various reasons and various seasons. I mean, when you move from state to state, you have to change churches. When you move from one city to a new one, you generally have to change churches. Or sometimes the Lord has even led us to change within our own community. But every time the Lord leads to a new place, there is some sort of a form of longing for a previous experience. You know, there's a comfort level, um, a depth of relationships. And when I get stuck in that pattern, I remember the way it was and tend to mourn the place I'm in. But that's not what's going on here in this psalm. In this psalm, the remembering is a balm to his wounded soul, not a weapon to push on the bruise. Same memory, different application. And I'm continuing to allow the Lord to speak to me on that one. So maybe it'll be an encouragement to you too. Now there's another place in this psalm that speaks of remembering. In verse 6 it says, My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Now isn't that interesting? My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you. Once again, he is using the history of God's faithfulness in his life as a balm to his broken soul. So I have a choice. I can wallow in sad memories or I can be soothed by the memory of all that God has done for me, knowing that this is a very living God that I long to thirst for. So those were the key areas that jumped out at me. And verse six actually leads me to some decisions or to talk about some decisions that I had to make this week about how I was going to interact with God's word. The psalmist says, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mazar. Now, I don't know these places. I don't know what happened there that the psalmist is pinning them. Obviously, something significant happened there. These places represent God's faithfulness in some capacity. But the decision that I had to make in my no margin week was I kind of just had to skip it and focus on the stuff that I did understand. So here I am giving you permission to skip it. (laughs) If your lack of understanding of one part of scripture derails you, and keeps you from studying any of it, you need to know that you have permission to skip it. Maybe not forever, but for now. So I've talked um, about the parts that jumped out at me. I've talked about the decision that I made to skip over some of the parts I didn't understand or would have taken more research time that I just didn't have time for this week. And now I want to share kind of how life happened and how I was able to apply the words of this psalm to my prayers for someone that I love. Uh, My week, as I mentioned, was marginless, but it wasn't overly painful or emotional for me necessarily, but someone I love felt attacked this week and it brought on tears and sorrow. And verse three says, my tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? And while people or circumstances may not come right out and say, I'm treating you poorly because I see Christ in you and it makes me feel bad, so I want you to feel bad. (laughs) That definitely does happen. And this question, where is your God, might not be asked of you verbatim, but if you are suffering uh, in the world today, uh, the world says that God must not love you to allow you to suffer, right? 
Well, we don't have time on the podcast today to unpack the ridiculousness of that conclusion, but suffice it to say that I felt great compassion for the tears in the midst of torment of someone that I care about. And so I considered the big picture of how the psalmist responded to this infliction. We've already talked about one thing he remembered, but he also did some self-talk and he did some choosing. He actually says this phrase twice, which by definition is like highlighting it or underlining it or even shouting it. In verse 11, it says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Now, I talk to myself all the time, so I can appreciate the psalmist questioning his own soul. But it's the answer to the question that I want to be seared into my heart. He uses three verbs, put, will, and praise. And did you notice throughout this psalm, the psalmist never makes a direct request. He asks the Lord why he feels forgotten, why he has to walk around in mourning. But his solution, his answer to the sorrow in his own soul is put, will, and praise. His answer is not, God, if you would just handle this. Now, it may be implied in the question, but in the words that he used, put, will, and praise. Put your hope in God. We've been talking about hope on the podcast lately. Here it is again. Put your hope in God. And then will. I will yet. Even though the circumstances are awful and unchanging, even though my foes know just what to say to tear me to pieces, I will yet. I choose. I choose to focus on that, uh, on, on, the, on the God and Savior of my life, not on the circumstances, not on the words. I will acknowledge them, and then I will choose to praise. And the third verb is praise. It means I will adore God. I will give glory to God. I will praise Him for who He is. I will sing, sing back to Him all that He is and all that He's done, putting my hope in Him alone. So as I prayed for my loved one, I prayed this psalm. I prayed that there would be a thirst for the living God, not just his hand to change the circumstances. I prayed that there would be a refocus of the soul to put hope in God and choose praise over lament. And something the psalmist didn't have that we do is a complete understanding of the Savior we praise. Our song speaks of it. So when I'm drowning out at sea And your breakers and your waves Crash down on me I'll recall your safety scheme You're the one who made the waves And your son went out To suffer in my place to tell me that I'm safe So why am I down? Why so disturbed? I am satisfied Well, what about that new bite I mentioned earlier? One word. 
Well, it may work better in conjunction with another bite, which is sharing or studying with a friend, uh, because I heard it on a podcast this week, and on the podcast, there were a few friends who took a chunk of scripture, they read the scripture aloud, and then asked what one word spoke to them and why. And I didn't have margin this week to share it with a friend, uh, but I was able to kind of focus in on on a couple of scriptures in this psalm and think about if I did this with a friend, what one word would jump out at me? So work with me as I try to demonstrate this. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? thirsts. It's a physiological response. It's a longing for God. Let's try it again. That was my one word, thirsts, this time. In the second go round, let's try again. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Deer, It's an animal that will die separate from this source of life. Let's try it again. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? This time, my one word was meet. Not attending as an audience member, looking up at a stage, but a friend in the green room with relationship and interaction, or not a member of the king's court kissing the ring, but fellowshipping in the private chambers. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? What's your one word? So what's next? We'll spend some time in Psalm 42 this week. Share it with a friend and exchange the one word that jumps out at you as you meditate on it. Release yourself from having to understand every part or taking on more. Allow your heart, mind, soul, and strength to meditate on God's word. Find comfort in this psalmist who represents another soul who is downcast. It's perfectly natural, but ultimately Find satisfaction in God. Put your hope in Him. And while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. Let's talk about what you're learning there. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. When you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Jessica from Louisiana, Brian from Illinois, Olivia from somewhere in the U.S., and Sirsten Denae from Texas. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites I've used on the podcast. It's a really great place to start. And subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, 
or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, there are so many ways to listen to the podcast now. We are now featured on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern and always on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio. And you can always subscribe in iTunes. And while you're there, that's the best place to leave a written review and a star rating. This actually encourages me a lot, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Kelly from West Virginia, who writes, I am enjoying these podcasts so much. Thank you, Michelle. God bless you. Well, thank you, Kelly, and may God bless you as you discover and meditate on his word. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be off celebrating 20 year, 21 years of marriage with my husband. And I think after this week, it's a good time to stay in Psalm 42. So I will replay my episode that uses Oh My Soul by Casting Crowns to jump into scripture. So if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 241. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.